Uh, Minisode bitch. Um, we are <laughs> we are talking the day after. Uh, I've we both seen the last episode of Breaking Bad, so a couple of days after it's actually aired, uh, season five of Breaking Bad has come to a close. Is it season five part one? Uh, I think yeah, this is it's been treated as season five part one, although much the same as with like The Sopranos season six. I think mm. in terms of production, it's two separate seasons that they made these eight now and then they're going to make the next eight next year right is it next year we've got to wait yeah we've got to wait until next summer that's bullshit it is um for those of you who don't know breaking bad is well if, if we say this now we're going to spoil season five aren't we yeah season five and most we, of the we, other seasons yeah we might probably dip back at some point and yeah. like make reference to things i think we kind of have to do with this last episode yeah so very if, much continuity based if you haven't seen breaking bad at all then what are you doing turn this off you're an yeah. idiot uh if particularly you... if you have if you or if you've only you're catching up yeah this would not be a good thing to listen to. yeah don't listen to this um but if you have seen all of season five then go nuts mm-hmm. um because we're going to be talking about uh what happens in it and uh um you know where it's going to go for its its next half, but yes, like I say, Breaking Bad. For those who don't know, <laughs> what am I saying? That no one's been listening to it. <laughs> they don't know what Breaking Bad is because they'd have seen it. Um, but yeah, it's a comedy show um, <laughs> about a, um, a, a a lovable a lovable scamp, a lovable scamp, uh, and his uh, antics. Um, but yeah, we'll just cut to the chase. Um, how was season five, part one for you, Ed? I loved it. I loved every minute of it from the the first episode, which uh, seemed to kind of uh, deliberately hark back to sort of earlier in the show because it was kind of a caper. Mm -hmm. Uh, The early seasons of the show, it was often the basic format was kind of Walter and Jesse have a problem. They use science to fix it. Um, This time around, it was how do we get Gus's laptop magnets? Yeah, a big fucking magnet. Big fucking magnet. Uh, and Junkyard Joe, whatever his name is, who's a, a great, guy. <laughs> a great little character. Um, well, he he was in Friends, wasn't he? He yeah, was the neighbor in Friends. He was the neighbor who uh, who lived downstairs and died at one point. Yeah, um, which is why when he turned up in Breaking Bad, I was like, oh, I thought I was dead. Yes, yeah. his character died. Yeah, it's a weird one to kill off uh, like someone who was such a minor character in a sitcom. You yeah. would, I, I think, I for years assumed the actor had died because mm. it seemed like a weird one to kill off. Yeah. As it progressed beyond that, um, it kind of got back into sort of the, the groove of being darker and about Walter White's kind of uh, all-consuming hubris and desire to uh, one-up everyone, regardless mm-hmm. of whether it's a good idea to do that. Um, yeah, uh, going into it, I had a few predictions about what would happen over these eight. Mm-hmm. I predicted... That one major character would die, although I wasn't entirely sure. Bing. Who. <laughs> I wasn't entirely sure of Hugh. Hugh? Who's Hugh? I wasn't entirely sure who. Right. Um, but by episode six, I was pretty certain it was going to be Mike. Mm-hmm. So um, I was I was pleased. I wasn't pleased that I was right on that one. Yeah. Um, uh, I kind of assumed that his death would be like the thing that happened in the last episode. So I was completely blindsided when they did it in episode seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I predicted that we would end on a cliffhanger that would uh, completely shake everything and then leave us with a year of just being like, oh, shit, what's going to happen now? And we ended uh, the cliffhanger of a man having a poo. A man having a poo. Yeah, and finding um, 
Yes, the clue that he's been looking for the whole time. Um, we'll talk about beginnings and endings, really, because uh, um, an idea of where the show's going to go is that we the, fir- the very, very first scene that we see of Breaking Bad Season 5 is uh, Walt um, flashed forward a year yes. from where we start because he uh, is having a breakfast in a diner on his own. Yeah, he has Denny's. hair at Denny's. He has hair. He has a full beard. Is that product placement, Ed? Are you on the payroll at Denny's? Well, Breaking Bad are. Oh, okay. But I like the fact that uh, Denny's are apparently happy to be... uh, Supporting the meth trade. Yeah, to be depicted as apparently a really depressing and horrible place to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't look like a great diner, did it? Yeah. I think the the other one... I know they used to have a product deal with a car company. It's the car company that, um, you know, Walt blew up that really expensive car in one episode all oh, right yeah. um and i like the fact that everyone who seems to get involved with breaking bad for product product placement are happy to be either have their product denigrated or destroyed yeah. um but we start with uh walt in a in a denny's diner having his 52nd birthday he's got a full head of hair and a big beard he's clearly on the lamb mm. um and uh, he does the thing with the bacon where he breaks it and he it writes smells. his the number of his age which we see skylar do have we seen her do it before that or is this just the first time i don't think we saw it on when he 50th. turned 50 he may very well have. it's obviously a while ago but yeah because this we, is the first time i noticed it yeah we have a, um he spells out 52 on his eggs with bacon um and then he goes into a toilet with the man from Deadwood. Yeah, um, Jim Beaver. Jim Beaver. Uh, and he buys a rather large gun. Yeah. And when I say gun, I don't mean a Clint Eastwood kind of 57 Magnum. This is an assault rifle. Yeah. Uh, I think it's an M60 um, gun fans out there. <laughs> uh, a heavy weapon. Um, or I always confuse me because those big guns are called light machine guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's a big fucking thing. So he's clearly on the run from someone. And the end of season five part one um ends with uh hank on the can and he is in walton skyler's house walt has uh declared himself out of the criminal uh drug game i guess um and they're, ha- they're having a bit of a happy family moment aren't yeah. they and walt goes for a poo and finds a book which was given to walt by gail yeah gail bedeker gail bedeker um, and it's uh inscribed in the thing uh, it says to WW yeah. from GB. And then there's a flashback to an earlier clue. And I can't remember where that clue had come from. It's from um, season four because uh, after Gail's death at the end of season three. Mm-hmm. Um, shot, shot, in the, shot in the face. Shot in the eye by Jesse. Yeah. Um, Is that season three? It's the very end of season three. Wow. And all of season four is kind of about the after effect, the aftermath of that. Yeah. Um, they find a copy of, um, they find something in, oh, they find uh, Gail's notebook. Yeah. And in it, it says, uh, there's references to Walt WW. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a line underneath it or a few lines underneath it. And, uh, Walter points out to Hank that those are lines from a Walt Whitman poem. Yeah. Uh, so they, so he disregards it as a clue. Um, and then in the inscription of the book of, of Leaves of Grass, which is Walt Whitman's kind of magnum opus that Hank finds at the end, it says, to my other uh, favourite, W.W. Mm. 
Uh, from GB. From GB. Well, ain't going to explain his way out of that, is he? Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to uh, <laughs> to get away from that. I did like the the fact they because they they don't really do flashbacks to earlier things in the show. No, I like the fact that they went back to the one that was the the moment at which Hank probably had the was the closest to the truth, where he jokingly says mm. Walter White, and Walter just holds up his hand and goes, "You got, you me. got me." Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to be moving in the direction of the second half of the series into what we've been building to. Really, mm. is either. Um, Hank's death through cancer uh, sorry Walt's death through cancer yeah. or uh, Hank's pursuit of Walt now Walt in um, the last episode of season 5 has a scan another scan we yeah. never really talk about the results of which no I we? think his cancer's back I right. think that's why he finally part of the reason why he decides he's going to get out of it is he kind of realises uh, that there's no one else for him to kind of go try and take down because mm-hmm. I think that a large part of what's driven him is the the thrill of having people to compete against yeah and he suddenly finds himself with more money than he could ever spend with no uh rivals that can possibly touch him uh and essentially stuck in a a grinding nine-to-five job where he just goes into houses covered in uh pest control tents and cooks meth all day yeah with uh, Jesse Plemons, who uh, I, f- I saw on the AV Club, um, the commenters have taken to referring to as Meth Damon. <laughs> Damon. <laughs> it does look is. a bit like Matt Damon, doesn't it? It does. Uh, <laughs> a, or more specifically, the Matt Damon puppet from Team uh, America. Yeah, from Team America. Um, now, speaking of, J- of Jesse Plemons' character, there was quite a few new characters introduced, and also... Uh, characters like Mike, who had always been uh, key characters, they'd kind of moved up a gear, and people like um, uh, Bob Odenkirk's character had slightly moved back to the background. Yeah. Um, what, what do we make of the new the new faces in season five? Uh, well, I love this. Feels uh, like a heat preview. <laughs> who are the new faces in season five of Breaking I really, Bad? I really, I really loved uh, the two sort of main ones, which were uh, Laura Fraser, who played the uh, representative of. Uh, Madrigal, who are the company that have kind of been helped facilitate uh, Los Polos Hermanos. Yeah, the, um, the the company, the multinational company behind Fring's Empire. Yeah, who helped him distribute yeah. uh, stuff because uh, when she was introduced, she was very, mu- she was obviously very nervous because the the DEA are sort of crawling all over everyone, mm-hmm. and then she n- nearly dies when she kind of tries to have Mike killed. Yeah, which does not work out. Um, that's a great scene, by the way, when uh, when Mike uh, takes out the, the guys who've been sent to kill him, which yeah. uh, was was pretty great. Ah, uh, oh, Mike, I'm gonna miss Mike. He's such a great character. Um, I I just loved that he turned up because I'm you know I'm a big fan of Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, and he is a shitbird in that he's uh, <laughs> he's horrible and then he's also in airplane he has that bit he's the radar operator in airplane is he who goes he's he's watching their altitude and he's like ten thousand five thousand four thousand what an asshole it's <laughs> <laughs> pretty much his best line it's great yeah he's, yeah he's in there i didn't yeah. know that was him that's yeah, great yeah. um but yeah he's um he he'll be sorely missed because he mm. as a presence um was a very funny um, very very dry yeah very dry um but also kind of uh there was a real pathos there mm. pathos or pathos uh, i've always said pathos but well, i'll say pathos then <laughs> uh, he had a real pathos to him um and yeah it was it was a nice there was a, a nod to i think it was a nod to 
um, Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid, mm-hmm. where he died. Yeah. Um, there's a bit where Slim Pickens gets shot and goes down to the river to die. And there's there was a nice note of that there. And that also played into, there were a bunch of references throughout the season to, to Jesse, Jesse James. James. Yeah, I noticed that. Which, uh, which does that suggest that Jesse is going to shoot uh, Walt in the back of the head whilst he's adjusting a picture? I'd like, I'd like to think they wouldn't be quite that obvious. Mm. I reckon it might be uh, that uh, Walt kills Hank in a similar fashion, maybe. Oh, wow, that would be horrible, wouldn't it? Even though Hank is now suspicious, uh, it seems like the sort of thing where he's going to have to play it very cool and try and trip up mm. uh, Walt, and then Walt will get wise and take to do what has to be done um even though it's the thing that he's spent much of the last like two or three series trying to stop happening yeah um jesse um is an interesting one he he takes much a back seat for the last mm. half of this season as did uh, as did saul yeah saul um where where do you think where is there because at the end of this season jesse is paid off mm. by walt and he's not paid off because walt um, thinks it's the right thing to do. He has literally got too much money yeah. and can't do anything with it. So think, he, pay, he also, pays him off. So uh, where where is where is there for Jesse's character to go? I think there's also a tiny bit of... Uh, again, the reason why I think that um, Walt's cancer is back is immediately after he has his scan, you see him in the toilets mm-hmm. and he's washing his hand and the camera lingers for a second on the towel dispenser. That he smashed in an earlier season. Yeah, I get Did he punch f- it? Yeah, I get the feeling, though, that he's done it again because he's been re-diagnosed because there's no reason why oh, that would right. because they would have repaired that and he's also i mean like it's standard cin- cinematic cliche of you know he's coughing a lot which obviously means he's dying yeah but um he's not been he's not acted sickly since he went into remission so that's kind of why i think that first scene and the scene of him getting his scan suggests that he's got it back because i don't see why they would include the scene of him having the scan if it wasn't to suggest yeah it's Chekhov's scan um <laughs> yeah uh but yeah i think that jesse i mean it's, it's a hard show to second guess mm. i think jesse's main the main thing that needs to happen with jesse now is he needs to figure out that uh walt was responsible for jane and mike's death which are the two things he doesn't know about mike mm-hmm. which about walt sorry about about walt um, I'd forgotten about Jane briefly there. Yeah, way back when. Yeah, but the, yeah, the only the only way he'd ever be able to find out about is if Walt, um, is if Walt confesses because he could find out about Mike through um, Jesse Todd. Clemens. Yeah, Todd is that the same Todd? Yeah, it's the same Todd. Um, suits such an all American face um, <laughs> because Todd knows obviously. Yeah, what oh, a yeah. horrible way to go as well. Mike dissolved in. Acid. Yeah. The thing. I like it also. It's really greasy. It puts me about every time I see someone being dissolved in a bucket. I, just, I can't take it anymore. I don't know. I'm desensitized to it all now. All oh, right. Okay. Um, I like that that also, that was also kind of foreshadowed. There was a few episodes ago, the cold open was of them, uh, oh, another horrible thing, having to dissolve that little kid. Oh, Jesus. Which was really horrible. Um, obviously, you didn't see it, but just the fact that. They'd had, they'd killed a kid, <laughs> and killed and a kid needed. and dissolved him. Yeah, there the, there was the kind of the really uh, sad and almost allegaic uh, opening of them, kind of like putting the barrel out and getting all and the taking stuff the bike ready. apart, yeah, and kind of being. Uh, it was kind of almost this sense of there's like a barrel waiting for all of them at the end of the day, yeah, uh, and that proved uh, very true for Mike. Like two episodes later. 
That was a uh, harking back a couple of episodes. That was a huge moment in the series. The um, the the train robbery, which was fantastic. Which was uh, well, pretty much one whole episode built up towards robbing an amount of uh, methylamine. Is it? Yes. Um, that will allow them to make because they 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 get to the point. Let's say during all the first couple of seasons, the the kind of cycle seemed to be that they would cook meth, they would get into a problem, and then they would have to try and resolve it somehow. Mm. Um, this was a, a kind of harking back to that, um, in that they had run out of methylamine and their supplier of methylamine had been compromised. So they had to rob a train. Yeah. Again, uh, in broad of, daylight. That was another kind of Jesse James kind of thing. Yeah. But except in their case, they had to. Uh, do it in broad daylight and do it in such a way that they had to replace the methylamine with water, water yeah. because the people at the other end would weigh it and they'd notice if stuff was missing. But if they got like watered down methylamine, they'd just blame the Chinese for it and assume that it had happened at the other end because no one would have tested Because the, the methylamine had come from China. Yeah. Not they wouldn't just blame the Chinese well, arbitrarily. <laughs> <laughs> Not blame China. But that, that whole sequence is really tense and really yeah. great. But then the kicker of the end of that episode is i mean that's what breaking bad is brilliant for it'll start with a it'll it'll do something uh, and you won't know what it means mm. until a critical moment yeah. um and i mean the main um the main uh use of that is uh, is it season 2 or 3 where you see the floating pink teddy bear that's in true. the very first season shot two, yeah. and you don't know what it means until right at the end of the season where a a plane crashes above Walt's house and a teddy bear ends up in the pool. Yeah. Um, and obviously the, the reason for that plane crash and how that ties into is just remarkable. Mm. But in, in the episode with the train robbery, it starts with a kid on a dirt bike going across the desert collecting tarantulas. Yeah. And we've got no idea what that means until after the train robbery when they are elated that they have managed to pull off this heist and all of a sudden the train pulls away and there's a kid just watching them, watching them and he's seen them and then Todd blows him away yeah and they have to melt the body in acid um uh storytelling wise it's a marvel isn't it breaking mm. bad it's it's um so structurally tight um and always covers its own back in yeah. every in every possible way um but season five uh is really that show is really cooking in on gas now isn't it I yeah mean, it's it's the best thing on tv by a long way and even when even when there are things that maybe irk slightly like the idea of of hank finding that copy of of leaves of grass just lying in the toilet mm. well not lying lying in the bathroom you, mean you don't read walt whitman on the on the can <laughs> Come on. Well, it's not that it's just the idea that walt would kind of leave it lying around mm. but at the same time it's like these things uh it's not like the show is being stupid it's like a moment of of stupidity from walt who's a guy who is very callous and kind of assumes he's uh, he's covered every angle mm -hmm. um as in i think like uh that's actually something that mike says to him very very early on just set in this season was saying that he never uh thinks about the little details and that's a little detail that kind of trips him up mm. uh, and it's also there's kind of a sense that maybe this was something that was suggested um on a review of it uh the idea that perhaps uh, Walt had put it there. He'd literally been given it, and then never actually looked in it. Yeah, like he didn't know that there was that inscription in it, which sounds like something that Walt would do because he had such a uh, a tense relationship with Gale mm -hmm. that he would maybe just kind of like 
take he'd give him like a book as a present and he'd just be like just like just put it down and never look at it again yeah so i think I, so even when you have something like that which could potentially be irksome you also kind of like think in the greater context of the show it makes sense um the only other instance of something like that this season would be mike being willing to kind of meet up with walt who he doesn't really trust and then walt shooting him but everything that all the machinations that lead up to that feel so much more natural yeah especially because you know it's a, a an awful situation where everyone thinks that mike's gonna get taken in by the dea and uh and so it would make sense for him to meet up with Walt as a sort of a last, as a, a, a last resort. Mm. Um, the last episode of season five um, was immaculately directed, I noticed. Mm. It was, um, I mean, it's a very stylish show anyway. One, uh, of, the, one of the most stylish on television. Um, yeah, and I mean, it's shot on film as well, so yeah. it feels very cinematic all the time. Um, but this last episode was incredible the there was the use of montage in the middle yeah. was uh quite outstanding when it shows uh walt just standing at a window kind of michael corleone-esque <laughs> uh watching his watch countdown two minutes three minutes is it two the, minutes all all nine yeah. informants and, uh, a and a lawyer have to be um violently shanked in a small window yeah um of of time in prison and it is except for it, that one guy <laughs> yeah well, gets he gets set on fire and it's exceptionally well done isn't it yeah uh, i mean that's a real mark of, of of breaking bad isn't it how good the direction is yeah. and uh, ryan johnson directed an, another episode this season didn't he yeah he did um i can't remember which uh what the name of it was but it was the one where uh the end of it has skylar sat in the sort of living room sort of in shadow in a very noirish pose kind of smoking a cigarette i think it's the one where she tells him tells walt that she's just waiting for the cancer to come back and yeah. him to die mm-hmm yeah, it was the, yeah, very dark. But it's quite a dark show, isn't it? Breaking Bad. Would you say? I'd mm. say it's a knockabout laugh. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um... But the uh, as you were saying about the, uh, the the train robbery earlier, I think that was kind of the point at which the the season kind of shifted, because the first half of it, there was obviously the tension between Walt and Mike over the way the operation needs to go and about the uh, hazard pay for the nine guys in prison mm-hmm. that need to be paid off to make sure that they don't start telling the DEA, DEA everything that they know. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's still, you know, there's the opening episode, which has the magnet heist and the the train robbery, which are these kind of like quite, quite tense, but also quite fun set pieces. And, you know, it has that whole thing of being like a heist where people have to plan it all out and then have to carry it off. And then things go slightly wrong, mm. but they just about pull it off in the end. Then as soon as Todd shoots that kid, the second half of the season is completely overshadowed by that Mm. um because that's when the strains in the relationships like that's kind of the point at which jesse and walt completely kind of break is over what to do with todd by keeping him on board that's kind of the point in which jesse seems to think you know i want i don't want anything to do yeah i want out and he kind of realizes who walt is yeah I, i just i'm so excited to find out how this kind of ends because um because of how the show is set up um there can't really be an anti-climax can it because there's there's you know there's it was always a show that was going to end from the very first episode where the main character the principal character finds out he's got terminal cancer and then decides to become um you know a meth 
uh, cook. Yeah. Um, both of those things, you know, got to end somewhere. Um, and yeah, I really cannot wait for it to come around. Are you sure it's next year? It's not. Yeah, like, it's definitely you know... next year. And do you mean like January next year, or do you mean like I mean, summer? I mean summer. Oh man, we've got f- uh, forty-four weeks to wait. Shit, <laughs> that's bollocks. Yeah. Um, I um, do you think where's this uh, season stand against all the other seasons? Uh, this half season, I think, ranks up there with number four, which is my favourite. Four was incredible, wasn't it? Yeah, I think... Well, they're all incredible. They are all incredible. Uh, I think, uh, obviously, it depends on how it winds up. But at the moment, it's on a par with four. I think if it if it sticks the landing, then I think it will be one of the rare shows that got better as it went along. Yeah, it, it just builds, doesn't it? Mm. Exponentially, every season, uh, in you know what it gives you, and... I just said to you before we kind of started recording that the whole um, reveal of the madrigal industries and and, um, the kind of corporate uh, layer above um, Fring's enterprise doesn't feel like they've stuck something into a show Mm. and added it. It just feels like it's been revealed. Yeah. And it doesn't feel cumbersome. And and it also totally makes sense. There's a moment when Skylar shows Walt all the money and says, I couldn't order this for a hundred um uh, car washes and you think well yeah of course that's exactly why there was a statewide uh restaurant chain uh, yeah. distributing meth that would belong to a larger multinational corporation exactly and that's the way the show's progressed every time there's always that kind of mysterious other mm. that kind of suddenly gets revealed like the first time you meet gus and then you're introduced to like the fact that there is this uh you know this meth kingpin in albuquerque and you kind of think of course there's got to be someone behind mm-hmm. these people and then yeah as as they go along and of course he's got a meth super lab and all that sort of thing and that's what's what's great about it it never feels as if they're just kind of like uh even though the show is often kind of uh as they've said in the past they kind of uh plot it on the fly and they're not they're not as like rigorous I find that really hard to believe because it's so <laughs> tight. It's so tight. The second season is the one they've only admitted where they kind of like planned everything like really far in advance because they had all of the flashes to the teddy bear and stuff. Oh, right, yeah. And so that one, all, they all had to converge on the plane crash and then everything. Um, but yeah, it's hard to believe, but that's what that's their story they're sticking to. Yeah. Um, but even like knowing that, everything just feels so natural. I think they must clearly just kind of like think through all the possible options and think which is the one that's the most interesting but fits the world of the show, mm. uh, which is what makes you know that mysterious final eight episodes next year so enticing. <laughs> just knowing that we haven't seen what's left to happen, but also knowing we know because of that tantalizing first scene that things are going to go very badly for Walt in like the six months or so between the end of this the events of episode 8 and the events of that opening scene mm. um, do you think that they know how it's going to end the mm. actors and the crew I mean Gilligan probably is it Gilligan or Galligan Gilligan Gilligan um, he probably knows doesn't he yeah I think he has a he has a broad idea but I don't think the the mechanics have been worked out just yet because I've got a year to kind of do that, but I don't think any of the actors yet know. Um, yeah, I think um, 
on the WTF podcast, Brian Cranston alluded to the fact that he doesn't know, but just mm. trusts Gilligan entirely. Yeah, uh, I would at this point. <laughs> yeah, he's seen him right, hasn't he? He's won a few awards. A few awards. I mean, that, I mean, that really is um, where, well, the show excels in so many areas, but the acting performance side of it is exemplary. And mm. um, uh, props to um, Anna Gunn for Skylar um, could quite easily have been relegated um in this season to um even with the same dialogue and the same writing and everything a kind of uh um faded mole type character yeah. but she really imbues it with this kind of uh an anger and mm. also you know just a kind of desperation yeah um, and when that episode that ryan johnson directed when she says like i'm just gonna weigh it out yeah um but even after she says that, she's still, like, the despair, like, when she walks into the pool and just kind of, like, yeah. floats there. Mm. And you can really just tell that she feels, you know, adrift, literally and figuratively, mm. uh, amongst all of Walt's kind of, like, plans. Which is why that sort of relief of that final scene, the uh, <laughs> painfully... Uh, misplaced relief of everyone just kind of sitting around and talking about Hank, Hank's homebrew. Yeah, um, and um, uh, what's his wife's name? I always forget. Uh, Betsy Brandt is no. the actress. Uh, but they're talking about her hair, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And then, because it, it's in quite a wide shot, that conversation, yeah. and I was I was Expecting just waiting to die. <laughs> for some cartel person to pop up and assassinate uh, yeah. someone, and I was just, oh, I really didn't want it, that scene to happen. I didn't want Junior to, yeah. to take a bullet. Someone... Um, I can't remember who it was, but someone pointed out that that had a similar quality to the last scene of The Sopranos, where technically in that scene there's nothing, uh, nothing going on to suggest that something bad is going to happen. And that's but, what makes it bad. Yeah, but, but your knowledge of the entirety of the show up until that point makes you suspect that something awful is going to happen at absolutely any moment. Yeah. Um, uh, best thing on TV right now? Yeah, absolutely, definitely. Even though it's just finished? Yeah, best uh, best uh, best drama of the last couple of years. Uh, I think Mad Men uh, is the only thing that comes very close. It's it's AMC Stablemate. Mm -hmm. um, when like season five of Mad Men ended earlier this year, I was just kind of thinking it's going to be it's going to be tough for anything to top that for best thing on TV this year. And uh, I think Breaking Bad had kind of knocked it into a cocktail after two episodes. Yeah. Um, do you think AMC uh, should do a Breaking Mad Men uh, mashup? I'd, I'd like to think so. Uh, kind of Draper <laughs> decides to um, uh, old, run old, a campaign for meth. Old Don Draper yeah. <laughs> as a as a sort of retired <laughs> ad ad man. Yeah, is hired on by Saul Goodman to. <laughs> Maybe he came up with the slogan "Better Call Saul." <laughs> Maybe he did. We just don't know. It's the same universe. Um, but yeah, have we got anything else to say about season five of Breaking Bad other than it was fucking awesome? Uh, no, I don't think so. It's, I'm really, really looking forward to it. I'm going to spend the next year obsessively reading Leaves of Grass in yeah. order to uh, to decipher clues to decipher clues. Uh, and, and then it'll be revealed that fried chicken. Gilligan only picked uh, Walt Whitman because it was WWE. WWE. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I like to say in the show, it could have been Willy Wonka. <laughs> could have been anyone. <laughs> Woodrow um, Wilson. Woodrow Wilson, yeah. Um, and I can't think of anyone else. Um, but yeah, uh, it's going to be a long wait. <laughs> Very long. I think we should probably do a Breaking Bad 
episode full stop yeah at some point at the at once the once it's all over yeah um once the tears have stopped finally. so yeah if you can cling on that long because mm. i'm not sure i can wait <laughs> i might die or um the next ep- the next episode of breaking bad well, just watch both ways when you walk the street when you cross the street don't uh did you, did you say walk the street like yeah. some kind of two dollar whore <laughs> unbelievable well, you've never said what you do on this podcast. So. No. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm on the game. That's, uh, that is accurate. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, if you have seen uh, Breaking Bad Season 5, uh, you know, I hope you've enjoyed this uh, little discussion about it. And if you haven't, sorry, <laughs> we've ruined the whole thing for you. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, we'll see you around. Bye. Bye. Bye.